0: Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, out there at, at Desperation, when we went, there's, there's 4,000 people there. And it, almost every single one of them was just worshiping God and praising God. And I thought to myself, how come that, that, that same spirit that's there doesn't happen here in our services where there's just this this movement of God and and things begin to happen in our lives and then it hit me. I thought, okay, now I know. It's because we get comfortable here. Because we come in and it's a duty. It's on our checklist. Went to church. I'm good to go. And then we go up there into this conference and and all we do is we expect God. We show up and we say, we're here, God. What are you going to do? What do you got for me? Because I'm ready. I'm willing to be used so Let's do this, God. I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. My challenge, guys, is why don't we do that all the time? In here, in this room. Why don't we do that when we go home in your bedroom? In your car. Why don't you start worshiping? Because right there we read in Psalms, he listens to those who pray and actually mean it. And not use him as a checklist. One of the pastors delivered this message about going all in with Christ. And his illustration was on cliff diving. On jumping off the cliff and going into the lake. Which is something that I would never do. But he talked about it and he said, you know, one of the the biggest things about cliff diving. The adrenaline rush is not going up to people and saying, hey, I'm going to go cliff diving today. You don't get that rush from talking about it. You don't get that rush from, from, from saying, yeah, I did this a couple of weeks ago and, and man, it was cool. It was fun and everything, but you don't get that rush. The rush comes from when you get up on that edge and you stand there and you're looking down at the ocean or the lake and you get that rush on the inside of, should I do it? Should I not? You know, the problem with Cliff diving is that so many people will will look at their friends and they're jumping off of the cliff and they're having a great time and then we sit back and we're like, all right, here I go, I'm ready, I'm ready. And we stop right before we get to the edge. Right before we jump off into the water, we stop. And so many times what happens is they they change their mind because they, they get to the edge and they're looking and they're thinking, man, that's really deep. That's really far down there. That's going to cost me a lot to, to jump off. All that effort I've got to put into it to actually jump off of the cliff. That's kind of scary. You want me to do that? That's crazy. You want me to do what? That's just insane. And so they back out. So many people think that's just too far. And you know what's funny is there's so many of us that are like that as Christians. As people of God, that we were standing there, right on the cliff, right on the edge, with Christ. Of, do I go all in, or do I go half in, or do I jump off completely? And then we sit back and we look. And you want me to give up what? You want me to stop doing what? I can't listen to what? And we sit there and we contemplate over and over. Should it, Should I jump in? Should it, Should I go all the way? This pastor was 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 talking about that that what it is is. Is you get to that point of no return with God, just like there's a point of no return on the cliff. So you, you you can't go up to the cliff and jump off and in midair go whoa time out. As you're floating down halfway down, time out, and look around and say I shouldn't have done that. That was just that was all kinds of stupid. And then try and go back up on the cliff. Once you jump off, you cross the point of no return. You have no choice but to go all in. But so many of us do that with Christ, where we jump off and we're halfway Then we're halfway in, and we're, we're starting to dive all the way in, and we say, whoa, 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 whoa. This is too much. I can't do that. And then we start to back off and say, no, I can't do that. This one, I was thinking about that, and I thought, Why? So many times we'll get ready to jump off the cliff with God and I thought, why? Why don't, why, why, don't, why don't we just do it? Why don't people just jump off? Just in my mind, this is what I thought was fear of what God is going to ask you to do or what God is going to ask you to give up. Doubt because you don't think God is going to provide and God's going to heal you and God's going to take care of you. Or the worst of all, our own selfish reasons. I'd rather live for myself than live for God. And then one of the other pastors said this one statement that really spoke to my heart. He said, there are so many fans of Jesus, but not enough followers. There's so many fans, so many people that are like, man, I want the blessings. I, I, I want all of this. I want this. I want this. Man, God is good. and We're at church and, man, God is good. God is awesome. God is great. And we're, we're great fans for God. But there's not enough followers of Christ. There's just a bunch of fans. And I don't say that any of this to say, you know what, this is you guys and you're not doing a great job because you know what, you are. But we can always do more. We can always do completely jump off of that cliff and say, God, I'm all in. I'm all in with you, God. Everything I have, I'm all in. You know, when we were up there, I I really believe that some of our our students made that choice, that they were sitting there right on the cliff and they were thinking, man, I don't know about this. And they decided to jump off and say, God, I'm, I'm all in. So I've got a couple of them that I wanted to share, and I'll just, those of you that are coming up and sharing, I'm just going to tell you, just, just keep it short, tell what it is that God did in your life and your heart, not about how great it was to have rain, but we're, we're going to focus on God. And so Adam Garcia is going to come up, he's one of our first ones that we're going to have share. This is Adam been coming to youth with us for, for quite a while now, a couple of years, and uh, this is his second time going to desperation with us, so, Adam, go ahead.
1: All right, well, I'm going to try keeping this fast, quick, by time. Um, like I said, this is my second year coming, and uh, last year, I had my heart checked with the band itself. Like, last year, I, uh, I was worshiping more of the band than actually God, and uh, I, got, I got my heart checked on that. So this year, I got to go and, you know, worship God and kind of be like, oh, that's a cool band. But uh, this year, what I got my heart checked on the most is the God that's there and the God that's here. Whenever I came back, the, fir- the first Sunday here, you know, I just, I raised my hand. I was like, and in my mind was dot, dot, dot. You know, there's nothing in my mind. I was just raising my hand, you know, because I had nothing else to do. But when I was over there, you know, I was raising my hand, and I was like, God, you know, keep moving through me. Move the hearts, break things down, whatever. And when I came here, I think that's what hit me the most: is the same God that's there is the same God that's here. We just gotta seek Him. That's what that's what I got out of it. I got more of like I'm not seeking Him while He's here. And whenever it's uh, awaken or Men of Iron, you go up there, you're like, oh God, you know He's here, He's there. But when you come here, it's like, oh, you know, da da da. But that's what I got out of it. That's what personally I was doing. And uh, um, and people that say, you know, that God god doesn't exist god isn't real he is he really is and i'm not pointing anybody out but i see i pray i pray that god will break down your heart and just build it up to live for him and that's what i that's what i pray the most for i mean but other than that seek god while you're here and that's what i got out of it so amen uh christy if you want to come up this is uh
0: This is Christy Robinson. She came with us for the first time this year. Uh, She is one of the parents to two of our youth that did go with us and um, she had a great time. So I'll let her share.
2: Well, I wanted to go to desperation since Pastor Shelley came back last year and told us about it and how after three days of, of worshiping the Lord that everybody's hearts was were open to receive from him. Um, but the Lord prepared my heart in very specific ways, um, to receive from him. Um, the church picnic for me a couple of weeks ago was very scary because, uh, of some things in my childhood and, and, uh, I see everybody as someone who would potentially hurt me. So, um, Wednesday night, the first message was on repenting, and what I heard was repenting of fear. So at the end of that message, I just repented and repented and repented of fear. And I got up and I said, Wait a second. Somebody's trying to, this is just religious manipulation. Somebody's trying to control me. But all that was was a wild animal, you know, trying to you know somebody trying to release a wild animal and and biting back. But then, um, on Friday, uh, Pastor Amy said just out of the blue, you know, Christy, I think you should be a greeter at the women's conference. And I said, what? You know, and and so that that whole afternoon I was. Um, I was kind of brooding about that. I found a quiet place, if you can believe that, in a place with 4,000 people. And I was just praying in the spirit. Um, but I said, no, I can just say no. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say no. And then um, the message that night was about jumping off the cliff. And... um, as he was talking about it, I just started weeping because I want with all my heart to give everything to the Lord. You know, I'm, I'm half a century old, but, but I want to give all my heart to the Lord. All of it. So weeping, you know, I just, he, he, he called for people who wanted to give everything to stand and say yes. So I stood and said yes, not knowing how I was going to make it good, but I trust in him that he's going to help me to do it.
0: Um, Emily? <laughs> this is Emily Janani. This is her second year going with us.
3: Hi, guys. Um, I went to desperation expecting a lot, and... Um, service like towards the end and like um, that was something I was looking forward to because I got out a lot out of it last year and Jimmy was talking about like the Holy Spirit and stuff and I've been serving the Lord for a long time and like I guess there's a part of me that was like i missing something and that's what Jimmy was talking about and God's been patient with me about that whole subject in general because I was kind of, like, scared to go, like, that far in with him, I guess. And, well, he was talking about that, and there's just something inside of me that rose up, and, like, my whenever he said, like, who wants to accept that, I kind of just, my hand went up, like, involuntarily. And, <laughs> is that the right word? Okay, and, like, that's all I wanted to share. I don't know what else to say.
0: That that service we did, we have our own service. We skip one of the sessions and have our own service of just prayer and and, and intense worship. And we did an altar call for the Holy Spirit. And there was 15, 15 to 20 of our students that... That received the Holy Spirit that night, and it was, it was unreal, it was awesome just to see God move in their lives, it was, it was incredibly awesome to see God do that. Um, Mark, would you like to come up? This is Mark Groom, he's uh, one of our youth leaders as well as a parent to
4: some of our youth, and uh, this is his second time coming. This is my yes, my second trip, and it was just really, really awesome to go again and and I guess there's a couple of things that really blessed me, one of them was um just the messages were so grounded, I mean the things that the kids hear up there, it's the word i mean, it's just like what Pastor Stormy teaches here they I mean then they get taught out of the word um it's not a bunch of hype, I mean the music and stuff is fun, but the word is just really, really grounded and uh, just you know the the opportunity for the kids to learn and and for us as adults just to absorb more of the word um, one of the things that really hit me was um, now I've been a Christian for 28 years but it still really hit me that we need to surrender everything that we have um, you know it's easy to accumulate things um, uh, it's it's easy to let maybe work get in front of uh, your real priorities and that's to worship God and to serve God all the time and And so it really just checked my heart to make sure that my heart's right, that everything I do, I always, you know, surrender everything, um, doesn't matter what it is, and put God first, uh, because those are the things that will last. And then, of course, the service at the end. um, I wish every one of you could have experienced that, because um, as a believer, I've been to many, many services over the years, but those are the, the two services last year and then this year were two of the most powerful services that I've ever been in. Just because it's so intimate, the presence of God is there, the kids' hearts were open to receive, our hearts as leaders were open to receive, and God just really, really moved in there. There's just an air of expectation. And so um, it was just a really big blessing, and I would encourage you, if, you weren't, if your kids weren't able to go, um, send them next year because it's just really a powerful opportunity for them. Come
0: on, Taylor. This is Taylor Garcia. This was her first time coming.
5: Um I would just say that um God really just dealt with my heart with a lot of with a lot of anger and hurt and unforgiveness. And the whole time, the whole week that we were there, I was just speaking to him and asking him on what I need to do to get where I need to be. And telling me more and less what I needed to stop doing and what I needed to start doing. And I didn't know for sure if it was what I wanted to hear or what I didn't want to hear. But that last night, Friday, when we had the last worship service, he really spoke to me on what I needed to do and to move forward. And I'm working on that, I'm trying, I'm getting there. It's hard, it's not easy. But that night was a lot for me. He really helped me let go of a lot of things that I had on my heart. And I think that's about it.
0: Candice, if you want to come, this is Candice Robinson. This was her second time coming to Desperation. She's the daughter of Christie, so she got to be up there with her mom.
6: Um, well. When, as we were going through this whole thing, um, they were just talking about sanctifying yourself and just being holy and, um, you know, like he was talking about earlier, just making the jump, like, just letting go and giving it all. And I felt kind of like uh, the young rich man who came to Jesus and was just like, I've, you know, followed all your rules all my life. I mean, not that I think I've followed all m- of his rules all of my life, but I've just been blessed to be in this uh, Christian environment all my life, in a wonderful Christian family with wonderful parents, and in um, a great church, and even a great Christian school. And so I was just like, um, when he was talking about um, just taking that jump, just giving it all, I was just wondering, well, God, what should I give? Because he was talking about, you know, some people maybe you need to break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. I was like, well, that's not me. And then um, he was talking about how maybe you need to, like, throw away uh, some CD, some stuff that you've just been, like, putting into your mind that's not good. And I was like, well, that's not me either. So he was just like, you need to obey your parents. And that's just, you know, the first commandment with a blessing and that's just, there's so many peers who will tell you, oh, it's okay, just do that. I mean, your parents don't know. They're just telling you they have this rule. It's restricting, you can just do this. But he was just telling me to obey my parents. And, I mean, I'm 18, I've graduated high school, but you obey them your whole life. <laughs> They're always there.
0: <laughs> Come on, This is Erin Janani.
7: Okay, well, this is my first time going to Desperation, and like, <laughs> okay, like whenever Emily, <laughs> whenever Emily came back, she told us what God did for her, did for her, and well, I was all excited to go and stuff like that, but like. I was, like, scared for what God was going to ask me to give up, like, my friends and stuff, because they, like, weren't really good. And, well, we went there, and he said, well, if you're just living your life with no God, and it's time to go with God. So I rose up my hand, hand, and, well, that night I gave my life to God. And I was, like, really blessed that you let me in there and stuff.
0: Mr. Jason, do you want to come up, man? This is Jason Mario. This is his second time that he went to Desperation with us.
8: Hmm, where to start? Uh, when we first got there, we had praise and worship, and I went. This is my second year, so the last year was a really the shock and all of the great band and all that stuff. So I gotta really praise God and just listen to what he was telling me. Mm-hmm. He just told me to obey and accept change. Mm-hmm. That's whenever I jumped off that cliff. I'm not turning back. No point in return. Just staying straight with God, so, and our whole team was great, they showed everybody there how to worship and do it right, 110%, not just 100, they were great. Ben,
0: this is Ben Bacon, one of the three Bacons that went with us, this is his second year,
9: um, I went through desperation the first year, and it was incredible. And then I went this year again, and we, I went through the whole, the whole thing, and it was great. And then we got to the last night, and it felt like God had something for me, but I just didn't know what. And I, I really broke down, and I went to Chandler, and I said, Chandler, you know, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And God really spoke through him, and I knew it was God just because of what He said. He said, "You're looking. It, think of it as ten steps." you're looking at step 10 when you haven't even taken the very first step. And I was like, you know, Chandler, that was cool. Thank you for sharing that with, with me. And then I, I broke down again, and I just couldn't help it. And I went up to Shelly, and I said, Shelly, I don't know what to do. I, I was expecting a different answer, you know, something I would, I would like more. Like, here's what you're supposed to do. And then it was the craziest thing because she said, think of it as 10 steps. <laughs> you're trying to go to the very last one, you haven't even taken the first step, and I was, it just, it ministered to me so much, you know, we're always trying to look too far ahead, when we need to focus on what he has for us now, so that's what I got.
0: This is, of course, Pastor Shelley. Uh, She's been with us both years that we've gone, Been a tremendous help and a blessing
10: while she's there. I love all these guys in my heart. I love all of you. But, you know, I just see I got saved as a teenager. And I see that this is such a time of decision in their lives. Pastor Stormy and I see so many people as adults in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and they have these deep-seated issues that they've carried around as baggage, they've carried it and they've carried it. Hurts and pains, insecurities, and they've just stuffed it and then in their later years, trust me, it comes out. But I see these teens, it's so valuable what happens because if we can get these young ones, these little ones to love God and trust God and allow the Holy Spirit to work in their lives, they are gonna live at such a higher level than some of us have. So don't ever think, oh, that's just the teenagers. You know, this church, we invest in our young people, from the littlest ones to this, our oldest ones. But we love our children, and we believe in them. And the call of God, you know when it generally comes to people in their teen years? That's when they sense the call of God. And many of you, I know, you sense the call of God on you. Don't turn away from it. Don't turn away from the call of God. And we need to be a family here and support them. Each one of us. Think back in your life. If you would have just had someone to believe in you then. I know Donna Hodge said, if I would have just had someone in my teenage years to help me, if I had known Jesus like these teens do, I could have saved myself so much heartache. So we need to be that church. We need to be the support system. We don't need to say, oh, your music's too loud. Oh, they're too, they make too many messes. Because you know what they do? Children are going to make messes. Okay, this conference, the poor church, it had, they had their run for the money with 4,000 teenagers there. But you would have never, never given up anything but to see those kids up there worshiping God. Worshiping God. Sometimes as adults, we sit back and we cross our arms, or we're like, I don't even feel like standing up. I don't feel like raising my hand. But we've got to surrender. We've got to step outside our comfort zone every single day. And teens, don't give up what you earned there. Hannah, the stand you've made for God, don't give it up. Every one of you, I saw God move in your life. Don't give up that ground Okay, you move to a higher level, keep that level in your life. Don't go back on the decisions that you made. Keep walking forward. If you make a mistake, you know what? You repent and you get up and you go on. Don't let the devil take you backwards. But let's just keep walking on with God. Amen. He's got big plans for each one of us. So thank you for being a church that loves teenagers and loves children.
0: There was, um, there, there was just, we're, we're almost done here, church. We're, um, if you all just bear with us just a minute here, there's some that I, I really think that you do need to hear. Uh, this is my wife, uh, Amy, for those of you that don't know. Um, <laughs> this was her first year that she got to come with us.
7: Yes, this is my first year. Last year I was uh, giving birth. And this year I was free to come. And I uh, was very happy and excited to come and, and spend a lot of one-on-one time um, with a lot of you guys, a lot of you girls. And um, this was by far the stinkiest conference I have ever been to. <laughs> I heard the first night I was like, oh, Lord, this is smelly," uh, But God's presence was surreal, and it was overwhelming, and it was just like Adam said, the same God over there is the same God we serve here, and like Jimmy said, the same God um, that fills us with his presence and with his spirit that last night is the same God who can do the very same in our bedroom beside our bed, and um, every speaker that spoke, uh, just equipped, spoke the word, spoke the truth, didn't sugarcoat it. You know, told them, didn't hold back. And I think this generation, it's, they're, they're being equipped to be godly men and women, not this wishy-washy in and out. You know, live at home one way and live at church another. You know, say things at home and, and say another. But they're really learning how to be godly men and women all their life. And, and that requires choices sometimes. And God has called some of you to make some choices. And so just continue to keep your heart open. Allow God to continue to move. God just doesn't speak to you over there and tell you what you need to change. But he continues to tell you. And that's the same for us as a church. When we open our hearts and we say, God, here I am, speak to me. Even on Sunday mornings when we come out and we we praise and worship, that's the time that God really wants to speak to us. But when we're like, Oh, you know, whoa, I don't like that song. You know, and it's hard for God to speak because your heart's not open. And so I challenge everyone that as you come in, that you come in expecting. You come in expecting not to leave the same way, just like these kids went up there and they expected to come back different. I didn't hear anybody say, well, that was not fun or that was, you know, I didn't get anything out of it. Everybody went expecting and if we came into church or came to Bible study or came, whatever it is, expecting, okay, God, I'm going to hear a word from you. Okay, God, I want you to change this in my life. Okay, God, I want you to convict me, even though I don't like it. If we came expecting, the mighty things that God would do in our life would be, would be life-changing, even generation-changing. And so I challenge you guys to do that. Jimmy and I love each and every one of you with with all of our hearts.
8: That's it. uh, um,
0: I just wanted to say uh, thank you guys for allowing Amy and I to be the youth pastors and take them. Those of you that gave uh, monetarily, it was a huge blessing uh, to have the students there and to take them. Um, Sorry if I didn't get to get to all of you guys um, but I know God did some mighty, mighty things up there. And it's an honor and a privilege to uh, be the pastor, the youth pastor of this church and work for Pastor Stormy and Shelly. Uh, we love all you teens and Pastor Stormy and Shelley, Thank you guys very much. But I will uh, hand it over to our pastor now. But thank you guys for allowing us to share. We love you guys. And I will turn it over to our pastor.
11: Praise the Lord. You know, I I realize each of these teens, they they come from different backgrounds as far as their homes. Some come from good home backgrounds and some come from not so good. But We made decisions years ago that in this church we're going to minister to every one of them that come here. And we're going to love them and we're going to accept them and so, in saying that, um, I think a lot of times a, a youth pastor and his wife is a lot like a principal. The only time people come to see them is when they're mad. And so I, I want you guys to know this about Jimmy and Amy, that they, they love your kids and they're for them. And I, I probably don't say this enough, but our, our staff, we've got a good staff, guys. They love Jesus. And so I, I encourage you as parents, I tell them thank you. Because I don't know about you, how would you like to be stuck for three days with 50 teenagers... On a 12-hour bus trip, they stinketh, they disobeyeth, and you say, Pastor, is that why you don't go? No, the reason I don't go, because if I was with you guys, we would break every rule there is. I'm going to tell you that right now. So they say we don't want you around, but we're for our teenagers here, and we love them, and so, you know, I I know it's, it's time, it's a sacrifice to send them but what a great sacrifice to know your teenagers were encountered with the things of God and anytime we we do special events here whether it's the youth whether it's the the ladies retreat coming up the men's advance our goal is that you're getting to know God that God just blows up you. we don't go to do those things just to get out of town we don't have the marriage retreat just to get out of town no we we go to the marriage retreat so our wives will learn how to submit. And so, I mean, guys, get your money in there and get going with these things. Before we leave tonight, we're going to give you an opportunity to give. If you need a look, just raise your hand. And as you're doing that, it's like Shelley said, we we realize to minister to teenagers it costs money. But I think it's worth it. What of investment? What an investment and so I want you to see tonight that your your money goes to a good cause.